Are you ready to stop the self-sabotage and create the life you desire? Well, in order for that to happen, you need to break free from the bad beliefs that are holding your success hostage. You need to optimize the stress by turning it into extra energy for success. And those hurtful habits? Well, we need to give that pain a purpose for progress. Welcome to Stop the Self-Sabotage and Create the Life You Desire podcast. Have you had this said to you, or maybe you've even said it to someone else? I've done both. What red flags did you miss? Hmm. It could have been in a love relationship. It could have been with a coworker or taking on a job in any type of relationship. What red flags did you miss? Well, I want us to stop this BS immediately. And by the way, BS stands for either belief system or bullshit. But this red flag question is both and it's stinking up our environment. And then I'm going to share with you what we need to ask instead. So whenever we ask about red flags, what we're doing is we're asking the person, or maybe we're asking it of ourselves, what is it that we did not see that we wound up in an experience that is less than healthy. Why is this so bad? Because the person who missed the red flags was programmed and conditioned never to see them in the first place. What? Uh-huh. It's known as a subconscious scotoma, a blind spot. Let me share with you uh, something that happened to me decades ago that demonstrates why it is um, ridiculous to ask about red flags. So I was 17 and my date, who was a few years older than me, was showing up to pick me up for the first time. And when he showed up at my house, he could hear me screaming from inside, help, help, somebody help me. So, of course, he runs in to see what's going on, and he finds me cowered in the corner of our kitchen uh, by my younger brother, who was barely a teenager, who had a butcher knife in his hand. And uh, he started screaming at my brother, grabbed me, and got me the heck out of the house. Jump in the car, and we take off. Now, what he did not know is that this was a pretty common occurrence in my household. Now, it was the first time my brother had ever grabbed a knife. Usually, he would corner me with a baseball bat. He would be upset on something. He did not know how to handle his anger because he was modeling how my father handled life and how my father would take it out on us. So, yeah, of course, he would do the same thing. And I had discovered early on that something worked with my brother, that it didn't work with my father, that if I would scream long enough and loud enough, that my brother would then begin to become regulated in a very dysfunctional way, calm down and walk away. So as I amped up, he would calm down. Okay. My date didn't know any of this. 
And so we're, we're driving along and he's absolutely freaked out. You know, he's, he's never witnessed anything like this before. And uh, he's telling me it's crazy. It's nuts. It's this, it's that. And then he looks at me side eye and says, you know, that's not right. You know, that's okay. Not okay. Right. And honestly, up to that point, I had never asked myself that question ever. It never occurred to me because I was raised in a household where you had to learn to read the room rapidly if you wanted to stay safe, which means your sense of self had to be put to the side. It had to be locked down. It had to be disassociated from if you were going to be able to make it. And so it was all about reading other people and what they needed. And could I potentially give it to them at the expense of myself, but at least I would be safe for the moment. And that's the first thing I want to bring up. When you ask somebody, what red flags did you miss? You automatically make it about the fact that they should have done a better job of reading somebody else. Can you see why that is such BS? And then the second thing is they were taught not to see it. They were taught to have a blind spot. They were taught to make life okay for other people who did not know how to handle their own stabilization and regulation. Those other people would be constantly in crisis. And so the person that we ask about the red flags, and it could even be ourselves, well, you know, how how did I miss that? Because you were taught to miss it because you were taught to take care of others in a dysfunctional way. I even had my mentor, Tony a while back go, well, what red flags did you bleach white in this experience? Oh, the look I gave him. He's like, let me backtrack. Wrong, wrong direction done. And he even knows better. And, and he's like, you know, yeah, we just, we just made it about the abuser. Didn't we? We just made it about the person who doesn't know how to handle themselves. Maybe they have emotional immaturity. Maybe they have some sort of disordered thinking, but whatever it is, we just made it about them. And I'm like, you freaking think? (laughs) Okay. So, no, I did not know that I was not supposed to be handling someone else and how they experience the world at the expense of myself. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be doing that. Because that's what I was taught to do. Now, I have spent over 20 years working on my triggers to give them a different meaning. Doesn't mean that I cannot still find myself in an experience, but I will do so quickly and go, oh, wait. Oh, I just made it about them. I need to pull back. I need to put a boundary in. Boundaries bless. Boundaries keep you safe. I also need to have a rule. Rules restrict access to me. So you actually need to have both of those. And I need to see what's going on with me. So what does that mean? Instead of saying, well, what about them? What's going on with them? We want to look at us and we want to say, huh, 
How am I vulnerable? How am I woundable? There's actually nine vulnerabilities that when they do not have boundaries around them, um, you can get triggered. When you get triggered, if you do not have rules in place that restrict access, then it can go from hurt to harm. I'll give you an example of a couple of these in just a moment. This is completely different than what we've been taught. We've been told, make it about others. And instead, you need to make it about yourself. You know, that person you disassociated from? You? Uh, uh, so let me uh, let me give you an example of this. Um, <clears throat> so I had gone through what is known as betrayal trauma from a partner, and I spent a couple of years working on it and uh, repairing. And there was somebody at our church who knows both me and my ex partner, and he came up to me a couple of Sundays ago and he's like, Hey, I know you live in the same neighborhood as your ex. How's he doing? Is he okay? (laughs) Now, if I had experienced physical abuse where it would have been evident on the outside of what trauma my partner was inflicting on me, uh, this guy would have probably been less likely to ask me, How's this guy doing? But because the trauma was all internally, he didn't even think about it. And let me tell you what happened with me. I automatically disassociated from myself and what's healthy for me. I got triggered. I told you it can still happen. I got triggered and I shut all that down. I locked it away. I went unemotional. And I'm like, yeah, well, from what I know, uh, he's doing okay. Not really quite sure. You'll have to reach out. And it wasn't until after the event was over that I went, oh, wait, Mm." made it all about the other person. Now, I have to correct that for myself. So the gentleman who asked me, the next time I see him, I'll I'll let him know, hey, you know, my heart heard you. But the reality of the situation is you would not ask a woman who was physically abused how her abuser is doing. So you might want to become aware of woman who has been betrayed internally and broken into pieces might not want to ask her about her abuser either. Just a level of awareness. That's the reality of the situation. My heart understands you, but this is what we really have to deal with. Not for him, but for me, I'm doing that. Finding my voice. Because out of the nine vulnerabilities, one of them is convincing and that's dysfunctional, and then allowing, and that's healthy. So convincing is when we put our focus on other people and we convince them that they can achieve their potential, and we we convince them that they can do it, 
and we are convincing ourselves that it's okay. What we need can wither away. Instead, there's allowing. We allow people to make mistakes. We allow ourselves to correct them. We can correct ourselves when it's done out of love, but also with a dose of reality. This is what we need to deal with. So when someone says, what red flags did you miss? Mm -mm. That goes into convincing. And we'll try to convince people we're okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm tough. I can take it. I don't know about you, but I am not here to convince anybody that I can continue to endure harm. Mm -mm. No, no, I'm not that tough. I don't want to be that tough ever again. Because there is a difference between hurt and harm. So lack of boundaries is the other one. Lack of boundaries and rules in place of empathy out of the nine vulnerabilities. See, empathy says, um, yeah, I I get where you're coming from. and, And my heart hears you. But we also have to deal with reality. Empathy says that I have boundaries around myself, expectations I have for myself. So boundaries are all about me. Rules are around other people. Have you earned the right to have this level of access for me? So imagine that there's 12 levels of engagement with number 12 being the top. Number 12 is you and your higher power. And then underneath that is you and your relationship with yourself. Underneath that is your relationship with your significant other. Underneath that is going to be family um, or friends who you feel like are family, all the way down to the general public. And so let's say that you've got somebody who's only at a one or or maybe a two, just a passing uh, acquaintance, and you give them access at a seven or an eight. And they haven't earned the those spots in between. Well, somebody has to fill those levels. And that's going to be you being dysfunctional and putting away your needs and allowing them to wither in order for this relationship and them to have access to you at that higher level. And I'm going, uh-uh, that they got to earn that right. You need to stop filling in the gaps for people. And whenever someone um, decides to go further, or maybe even like me, I disassociated and I allowed that person a little bit further. I have to go back and I have to correct that. I have to correct it for them as well as me, because my subconscious is going, oh, do you want to bring back that blind spot? We most definitely can. Or do we want to route around it? Because we can actually do that. Neuroplasticity. Our brain continues to grow. When we have neural pathways that do not serve us, we can set up new ones that go around the area that has been traumatized. But by subconscious, which is, by the way, is found in every cell in our body, my subconscious is always paying attention to how I treat others, and is it at the expense of myself, 
Or am I treating others that they need to earn the right and show that they have a level of worth to be allowed in? And that's the reason why I have to go back and say something. I have to find my voice. Now, not all relationships are going to be like that. There's a reason why this one, I need to say something, because the person who asked me is actually mentoring others in a 12-step program, and he needs to become very well aware, you know, and ever go back to a woman who's been abused and ask her about her abuser. Okay, but that was after I had a conversation with my higher power as well as my higher self and said, is this something where I need to find my voice? And it was like, yes, you need to find your voice for you and him. He needs to know not all of them can take place like that. And I also ran it by my mentor, which is who said, hey, what red flags did we turn white? And I'm like, "Mm, we ain't going there. And he's like, you're right. We don't make it about him. We make it about you, Don. So we need to make this about you. You didn't miss any red flags. There are no flags. You were taught to step in and take care of somebody else's needs at the expense of yourself. And I'm here just like that date was, you know, that first date where he looked at me and went, you know, that's not right. You know, that's not okay. And I'm like, no, I really didn't. Until you bring somebody from the outside in to point out that, hey, we need to take care of you. There's a need that's been withering that we need to begin to fill uh, uh, until your cup is overflowing. Until that happens, you don't know what you can't see. Okay, so this is what I want you to do if this has resonated with you. Reach out to me text or voicemail, and tell me you want the nine vulnerabilities coaching call. And we'll get on a call. I'll talk to you about the nine and how we can begin to use coaching and hypnosis to move from the unhealthy side that has caused harm to the healthy side that's going to begin to to fill you up and allow you to begin to function in a healthy way. And then you can decide if I'm a fit for you or not. I use both coaching on how to move forward, giving your pain a purpose for progress and the hypnosis to get the agreement that when a trigger comes along, we give it a new meaning. You don't go back into uh, the blind spot. You, You recognize as quick as possible what's going on so that you can then correct in a way that is the best for you. So reach out to me. If that makes sense, 1-636-699-7791. Again, that's 1-636-699-7791. Let me know that you want the nine vulnerabilities coaching call. All right. Until we get together again, you can do this. I believe in you, but I know that you don't believe in yourself yet. That's okay. Just borrow mine until we get there. What I've been sharing with you is part of your time to thrive. See, we can get stuck in a healing process, but what's beyond the healing? Well, there's growth, and then there's goals, and then there's vision. And 
Your Time to Thrive is a very special membership where you access a course or a live event with me every single month that is going to teach you this process. So that way you're not dependent upon someone else for your progress. Instead, you're empowered to be able to make upgrades on your own. And then whenever you hit a block that just seems to be too much for you to get over, that's when you bring in someone for assistance. So it, the, this membership is only open for the next few days. Go to dawnlandrum.com and you'll see all the details when you click on the tab that says Time to Thrive.